0: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo
2: and The Roots.
3: And thanks very much for joining us here on 1629 SENSA for Kimbo and the Roach. Without the great man Kim Dillon, I'm John Casey filling in for him. And we hope we're going to put a smile on his face over the next two hours, along with you at home as well. But, of course, the only way we can put a smile on anyone's face is if we get the star of the show involved. Money people! Roach,
4: here
0: he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Ah,
3: like like oh, good Shaka, afternoon there, like Rich. Great to be opposite you, filling in for Kimbo. And uh, as I say, I hope he gets well soon. But to have you across
1: here and that play on, I love it. always wanted to be in the studio when it was rolling. Well, welcome aboard, John. This place is busier than AFL Trade Central. Yesterday, we <laughs> traded in Miles Fitzner. <laughs> now we've traded in John Casey. I hope you got something. Here tomorrow, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I'm not sure who would have been on the other side of the Well, panel. I hope you got something as
3: well for me, Uh Coming in for Miles. I heard Miles yesterday, and I think he upset a few people, ruffling a few feathers here and there. I'm a little more toned down than Miles can be.
1: For all of that, John, I think he actually put a thought that's germinated. It has germinated. And we've got David Noble to talk about this shortly. But at the end of this trade period, what we need to do, because Miles has put this thought in my head, at the end of the trade period, which will be, Get ready for this. It's Wednesday next week. Seven thirty. Have you had enough of it? Have you had enough of it already? already. Yep. I've switched <laughs> off. Wednesday next week. We should look at every list and grade it yep. from one to eighteen. That's what we should do. So, and I think at the end of it, we'll say Geelong's still number one. Be interesting who we have at eighteen. But I think it's a worthwhile exercise. Let's I think so Let's go through as well. the lists and see where everything is at. And what I was saying about Geelong, they've done a trade. We've had a trade in the last minute. You ready for this? Ring the bell. I wanted to ring a bell for you. Tanner Bruin has gone from the Giants to Geelong. Originally a number 12 pick. They've handed up number 18 for him. And you've looked at his numbers and you're saying, what are they paying for here? Well,
3: underwhelming. I have to, 30 games over two years and he averages 10 disposals. I'm not a big on Tanner Bruin, but obviously there's some is. value
1: there. And uh, they obviously like what they look that they can see? Well, the boss, Craig Hutchinson, always says that at this time of the year, you pay for potential. So they obviously see a lot in him for what they need at Geelong. And there's a lot of talk at the moment about Geelong and the way they're going about their business. I, I sense envy where people should be saying, that's the club we want to be. Don't be envious of them. Inspire yourself to be as good as them. And if they're doing deals that everyone says, how are they doing this? How are they managing the salary cap? How are they getting all these star players? Well, instead of asking about Geelong, ask of yourselves and so say, why can't we do it? I think that's the bigger question. I, I, don't, I just don't understand why people are taking baseball bats to Geelong and say, oh, They're doing this in a way that's undercutting the market. Well, good luck to
3: them. Exactly. Couldn't agree with you more. A lot of basketball people look at the Perth Wildcats and say they shouldn't be so successful. I said, no, look at what they're doing and challenge yourself to get as good as them. And that works in every facet of sport and probably life as well. Look at what the person is doing so well and try and mimic what they're doing and follow them and get your list up as good as Geelong. And that's why people want to go to Geelong because they've got success down there. Matty Rendell's going to talk to us a little bit later about that as well. Big show coming up. Stevie Who's Johnson from Bathurst. Paul Bonds is down at the cricket. It'll be interesting to see how that's all unfolding there. And the great man Brett Maher of Bungie and Bretster fame from Sunday Morning Show is going to join us to tell us how the 36ers went about their business today over in the USA. Are you
1: getting worried about 36ers, like you said to us the other day, that if they keep, I'm glad they lost today. Lighting it up in what? the States. That's how come back with empty
3: shirts. Well, that, that's it. They, uh, uh, yeah, Craig Randall was good again today. Antonius Cleveland, who wasn't the star in Game 1, was the star today. So his name's gone up the pecking order a little bit as well. But, yeah, I'm still a little concerned that they're not going to come home with everyone that went over there. I'm sure there's going to be offers for some of those players. So... Uh, but good luck to them. They've done a South Australia and Australia proud. Indeed, uh, you have uh, broken new ground. What was the best before the
1: Sixers beat Phoenix? What was the closest anyone had ever got before to for uh, upsetting or you know rattling a cage in the big league?
3: Well, Melbourne United got within a single point of wow. OKC a couple of years ago, and in fact there was a very Strange call at the end of the game that went against them that people were suggesting they didn't want the embarrassment of an Australian team going over there and winning. So they got within one point, but they did pick up a couple of US players while they Ah, were there that played to help fill out the ranks, so to speak. But I think I mentioned the other day when I was on with you and Kimbo that you have to go back to around 2015 to when Fernabache from Turkey actually defeated um, New York in a preseason game it was the last time an overseas team had done it. So, um, so it
1: puts the Sixers on the front page of newspapers here, which is great for Grant Kelly and his team. Yeah. What, what was the reaction of the states? So Have you got a feel of how? The commentary went there as to what did they acknowledge that Australian basketball is in a good shape, or what were they saying there?
3: They have done for some time. Uh, basketball in Australia is booming. They they are aware of it, and they know. I think it's been likely through the the deeds of Patty Mills. Ben Simmons, of course, you know, with Andrew Bogut (laughs) Bogut prior to that, a number one draft pick. So we've had a lot of success in terms of individuals and people, because a lot of the players there have bought partnerships into NBL teams that Mm. uh, they're aware of how well it's going over here. And, of course, winning a bronze medal at the Olympics certainly helps as well. So I think the Australian basketball is well-received over there. But I think they were still a little bit... uh, a little bit upset about the Adelaide 36ers winning and it was because the Phoenix Suns weren't at 100% rested some players etc cetera, etc cetera. I don't think they gave them all the credit they deserved when you know you just got to take your lumps when they come exactly. and Adelaide beat their starting 5 it's going to be the starting 5 that they'll roll out they played um, they were minutes were managed their their star players only played half the game but the 36ers went over to the United States and beat an NBA team and it's never been done before wow. by an Australian team so go South Australia I say
1: well, it is day five of the AFL trade period. We are let me have a look at the clock. We are fifty minutes away from <laughs> the office closing at AFL house and paperwork being lodged. We're still waiting on Isaac Rankin to be Not turned. going to happen today. Well It's all an argument over draft picks. To which seems to be like as if two kids are in the schoolyard and saying, Well, your marble's a little bigger than mine, so you're gonna to have to give me another marble to even it up. It's a bit argy-bargy, but we understand that next year everyone's saying it's a great draft pool and everyone wants to make sure they have enough points or the right draft picks. But, okay, so we wait. But we know that Isaac Rankin will be playing for Adelaide next year. Major developments with Junior Rioli, West Coast to Port Adelaide. And we know there's been a fair bit of argy-bargy between Port Adelaide and West Coast in the past 48 hours, if not 72 hours. Damian Barrett is just recently saying on AFL Trade Radio, and I'll quote, my understanding is that West Coast will be happy to let that one play out and if they don't get what they want, they will let him, that is, Junior Rioli, just walk to Port Adelaide. Now, a lot of confusion yesterday as to whether, as Damien reported, that West Coast had asked of Daniel Houston at Port Adelaide, which seemed an extraordinary seek and ask mission. Just amber claim, surely. Probably. And then over in the West, our good friend Ryan Daniel said, no, West Coast hasn't. Now, I actually believe both of them. And even though that might say, well, hang on, one's saying yes, and the other one's saying, no, how can you believe both? Well, I do remember last year, people were saying, West Coast is after Sam Pepper, and then West Coast said they weren't. But then when you go talk to the man in the middle himself, he'll tell you, yes, there was an inquiry. So... I actually believe both of them. But, yeah, I'd be intrigued as to where this one finishes out. But I've been saying from the moment this began that West Coast will be quite happy to see Junior Junior Rioli go to Port Adelaide. If they can get something in return, it's a bonus for them. But I think it's more show than reality that they're, you know, know, pumping their drums and saying, well, you can't take him, you know, you can't take him. Well, I think they're quite happy to let him walk. The next interesting one is Jason Horn Francis. That's still in limbo. And now there's this debate as to whether North should just stand firm. So, no, tell the kid he's got to come back, see out his contract, and we'll see what he's worth at the end of next year. Give Alistair Clarkson a year to maybe have him grow up, so to speak, not get homesick. So, that'll be interesting as well, how that one plays. But I, I would imagine if all of a sudden Port Adelaide can disconnect themselves from West Coast and just see Junior Rioli walk, even if it's through the pre-season draft, it just puts their focus on Jason and Francis with more draft assets to make it happen. So. We're in for a long, long wait. I think oh, you're right.: John.
3: We are indeed, and I think that's the thing about the trade period is that it does drag on, and there's so many different stories, no one seems to know exactly what's going on, and I'm sure a lot of people don't, but I think from the West Coast Eagles point of view, I understand that completely. They've stood strong with Junior Rioli for mm. two years when he didn't play, and now he says he wants out. Well, if that's the attitude, I'd still be inclined to try and get something back for him. But um, if they're they're happy to let him see see him leave, then that's the way that it is. But Port Adelaide have got a lot of work to do to get Jason Horn Francis here. Absolutely, still a lot of work to go uh, into that one.
1: And they've also got Radaglia on their books. Well, so you know their wish list, Uh, and looks like that one will play out with a draft pick going to Geelong, and then they'll also be able to pick up from Geelong Francis Evans, who's a delisted player. That will cost them nothing. So that would be interesting if, in the end, Port Adelaide restocks its attack, has a multifaceted player as Radicalia, a genuine prospect in terms of potential, when we talk about that potential aspect, Jason Horn francis in the midfield. So by Thursday, when we've had a look at how everyone's finished out of this trade period and we go to do our rankings, it'll be interesting where people put Port Adelaide. David Noble, who has had a long, long journey in football, whether it be in recruiting, football admin, even that short stint now at North Melbourne as a coach, has spoken this afternoon about how he rates Port Adelaide's list. This is his verdict on Port Adelaide and where their squad stands.
2: I'm not as bullish as the power and quite a lot have been. Really? Yeah, I must say. Um, I still think they've got a lot of question marks. I, I get the sense of what they're trying to do. Jason coming in, he's a very, un, he's not an established player. Um, let's be honest, he's a high talent. We know that he's not, not established. Radigalia, not an established player. Um, Rioli, yeah, got some talent, but again, has very much got fluctuations of, you know, up and down. So um, so from a growth perspective, um, ability to get better, I've only got them at a six, demo. I, I think they're, you know, they've got a group in there that have developed, um, but I still think, you know, if you look at Houston, Jonas, Cleary, Burn Jones in sort of their back end, um, Finlayson, Rosie, artist down that back, the forward end, um, Fantasia. I'm not sure. Dixon's another year older, Boke's another year older. So, yeah, I, I just think there's still quite a few question marks for me as to to where they're at. So that's why I've got their growth as a six. Yep.
3: Fair assessment. Look, uh, it depends on what you compare it with. It's almost like apples
1: and oranges. Well, the benchmark is Geelong. That's clearly the benchmark.
3: Yep. Yep. So, well, I look at Port Adelaide's list and I think they've got a lot to work with there. I think they've hmm. got some limitations there as well. But I think in terms of this trade period, what you do is you say, okay, well, who's come in? Who's gone out? And as long as you're on the positive side, then you're improving, you're heading in the right direction. That's all that it matters at the moment because what is their list like compared with Geelong's right now? Well, it's uh, not as good because they're the reigning premiers and Port Adelaide didn't play finals. So Exactly. But as long as they're improving and they're identifying their weaknesses, the areas they need to get better at, then I think Jason Horn francis coming in is a big tick for them. I think they get Junior Rioli in. That's a big tick for them as well. And I think Radagalia comes in is a big tick for them as well. I'm still thinking Port Adelaide need, still need another big defender. I, I think agree. they're undersized down there. And until they fix that problem, they're going to run into the same problems of Tom Hawkins rag doling them yep. and big forwards getting away from them. So why clubs just don't identify what our big issue is and try and fix it. And yes, this
1: is good and Picking up these players, I still think they haven't addressed the big problem. So the trade period is about delivering hope for the fans. So they're getting their membership renewal forms at the moment. You want them to eagerly say, Yep, I want to be involved in this. I believe my club is moving forward. So Jason Horn Francis gives them a vision for a decade. I mean, he, he should be as a number one draft pick, we and we've seen his talent at Sanford level, should be the classic two hundred game minimum, ten year minimum type player. So that's about building long-term hope. Rioli's is about delivering an instant answer to a big issue once you haven't got Robbie Gray on the side anymore and you're not sure about Fantasia. Yep. Radagalia is possible to play in three different roles, which helps them in that. So, yeah, you're right. That's about pushing it on to giving you hope for next year. Adelaide, I'm intrigued that people think Adelaide needed to be busier than everyone else in this trade period. Their strategy is not one trade period. It's many trade periods and many drafts to get this rebuild right. Because we've seen it before. There's a lot of rebuilds that get fast-tracked and then fall into a hole again. And then you put yourself another 10 years behind. Do, do I need to mention Carlton? <laughs> <laughs> so Hits and misses, isn't it? So is there enthusiasm or concern for what Adelaide is doing? I'd love to hear. We started down this track a bit yesterday. But I'd love to hear from Crows fans that they believing in the long-term vision or are they getting distracted and impatient for short-term results which might not work in their favour?
3: Oh, well, I like that. Let's get the fans involved. The lines are open 1-300-736-736 or shoot us a text on 0427-154-166. The run home is brought to you by Balfers. A Balfers in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfers are for the game and the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel in stock. Now more Kimbo on the rooch in just a moment. We're live from Studio Lumo here, number one King William Street in Adelaide. Your new home of sport. Download the SEN app. Hear it in the car and listen live anywhere. John Casey filling in for Kimbo, who I hope is on the mend, going to be back with us on Monday. But Michelangelo Rucci is here as usual. We're talking about the AFL. Trade market at the moment. Plenty happening, but it's uh, plenty happening and not much
1: happening at the same time. So Brisbane is now about to unload some more draft picks, getting even further away from those early picks that the Western Bulldogs want for Josh Dunkley. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued as to where this one finishes in the end. If Josh Dunkley is left without a trade at the end of it, like he was when he tried to get to Essendon, that's a pretty poor... Pretty poor state of affairs by Brisbane then if they've left him hanging.
3: I think it's unusual, but I'm not sure if it's poor. I, I think that... If you commit to a guy, you've got to do the deal. Well, yes and no. I mean, people commit to things all the time and change their mind. People mm. tell you things straight to your face and then change their mind uh, all the time. So that can happen, but um, I think what we're seeing unfold here, particularly now where it's getting a little more complicated in terms of the trade and being able to swap picks, picks. and future mm. picks and... Dumping money and all that type of stuff. There are the smartest people are getting better, and those that aren't very smart and are getting caught up in all this are the ones who are going to miss out. It's like uh, the chairs. How many are left when the music stops? Because get in and get the deal done. If you, it's like when you go to an auction. I don't want to pay overs to buy this house, but if you really want the house, then start bidding and keep bidding, and you can get it. Yeah. I, I think you've got to, as you say, make a commitment. But in this day and age, until we get the players' salaries and put them all out in black and white, that's going to help the scenario, I think, a little bit, Rooch. And I know well, would, so we it's could actually look at a it? club
1: salary cap and say, yes, they do have this room to manoeuvre, and then understand who does have the capacity to get a player or several players. Because we're all curious how Geelong's doing it. And everyone's saying, oh, they've got a very strict pay model. Well, wouldn't mind it being laid out in print for me so I can actually be convinced. Well, we have all our stars who clearly are not. Throwing back money, surely. Of course you do. How of you people, people? Who's on the line for us today? We've got Troy. I think Troy from
3: WA on line two. Troy, good afternoon to you.
5: Isn't it ironic, boys? Timmy Dillon's out there and
1: I'll come on the air. What's it go? <laughs> well, he's, he's under the weather. He's very Hello. ill at the moment. How are you? Hello, Troy. Is, is yeah, Junior Rioli going to be playing for Port Adelaide next year?
5: I don't think the Eagles have got a choice, have they? No, I don't this think so. This is my either. issue, boys. Mm-hmm. This, this is my issue with all this and Jason Hall and Francis. That was the main reason I rang. Now, if the AFL and these AFL footy clubs are serious mm-hmm. about mental health with players, officials, and every, you know, Jason Hall and Francis is obviously not happy off field and that shows on field. So, for his mental health state, just alone, just let him go home. I'm not saying give him away, mm. but, you know, work it out for the sake of everybody.
1: Well, that's the real challenge now for North Melbourne to work through. If they were to hold on to Jason Or Francis, is it in the club's best interest? Is it in the players' best interest? And then if they come to the conclusion keeping him at Arden Street for another year is not going to work... How do they then get the best deal? He's the number one draft pick. That's a heavy investment for any football club. You've got to get some return if he's just going to walk out after a year.
3: And they will. They're going to be comp- to. compensated, just a matter of how much they're going to be uh, compensated and if they're happy with it. But they're going to have to take something and they're going to get the trade. Thanks for that, Troy. Great to have you on the program once more. John from Portagasta has joined us as well. John, what are your thoughts on the trade period?
5: Yeah, hello, John. Michael Hey this uh, listen fellas, just on um I'm ringing about ambassadors in the media and all the rest. I'm watching Channel Seven News last night, which I often do, and um watching the sports news and Theodoropoulos is saying, Oh craze things, don't ring in, don't email in, don't don't up the lines with um uh, um all the rest of Facebook and all the rest of it with um complaints about not getting this still getting the deal done with ranking. But the thing is He's an ambassador to the Crows, isn't he, I believe? I believe. No, he's not. an, no, an ambassador he's not. No, he's not. He's not? No, he's
1: a, he's a Carlton I stand supp- corrected. He's a Carlton supporter who did do
5: the ground dancing
1: right. for them until this season. But I, I thought
5: know. he was an ambassador. I stand no, corrected. No. no, he's a Carlton Oh, that's okay. Yeah, because um, I do get cheesed off from the ambassadors. Um, and, you know, like a certain form of radio station where he to from it reach. They're full of them. And, and that's the reason I've switched off them. They can't handle a bad word about them. They can't handle a, a critique from interstate, I mean, um, and all the rest of it. And uh, it's just, it turns me off. And I can remember Grant Cords getting dragged in the Stephen Triggs office in about 2005 when he's bagging the crows because of the Neil Craig situation because you've got a long history, Neil Craig and Grand Cords, and course, going way back. And then um, going back to their Sanofil days. And then... Um, yeah, it's just, um, and it said, um, do, you want, do you want your ambassadorship or not? And you better toe the party line. And just, and just this rubbish It's just crap.
1: Well, I wouldn't say that Stephen Rowe was totally enamoured with the Adelaide Football Club last night. His, his argument that Adelaide has been virtually asleep at the wheel in this trade period wasn't a statement of an ambassador. So everyone's going to make their critique regardless of who they support in the end we all have opinions on where our football teams and opposition football teams are at um, i'm i'm of the other front on what adelaide's been doing through this trade period i think they have a very strategic plan they're working to it quite logically they have set their targets they're not just going to buy for the sake of buying again the proof is going to be in what we see not in coming season. We expect them to improve, but I think they're at least two years away before we even know them as a finals contender.
3: Could be, maybe not. I'm a little bit more bullish about their chances, Rooch, but uh, we will see on that. We've got a lot more still coming up on the show today as well. Matt Rendell's going to join us and talk yes. to us more about the draft trades to period? explain
1: what Brisbane is doing because I'm fearing for Josh Dunkley.
3: Oh well, we, we will find out. Stevie Johnson hopefully will join us from a very wet Bathurst, and Paul Bonser down at the cricket will join us as well, along with Brett Maher, the 36ers' great, who is going to talk about the 36ers and their performance against Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA today. This is Kimbo on the Rooch, the run home. It's brought to you by Balfours. No matter your club colours, Balfours are for the game. Time for a news break. We'll be back after that. I'm still full. It's The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach without Kim Dillon, John Casey filling in today while Kimbo is getting a little better. It's your new home of sport. Download the SEN app, pair it in the car and listen anywhere. Our open line is always there, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 If you have an opinion you'd like to share, or shoot us a text on zero four two seven one five four one six six. Matty Rendell's been kind enough to join us and he can answer more questions for us, Rooch. What's the one burning question you'd want to ask him,
1: Rooch? Matt, I'm not convinced anymore that Brisbane does know what it's doing with Josh Dunkley. No,
4: no, um, don't worry about that. I mean, oh, don't worry. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Don't worry. But They'll they're, get they're trading out picks and going later and later. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't actually got them the picks in front of me, but I'm telling you, this bloke spends more time over picks than any than the whole rest of the comp combined on Ambrosia, so he, he knows exactly what he's doing, so uh, just be prepared. Mm. There'll be plenty more coming from him.
1: Now John's gone and had a look at Tanner Bruin's record in two years of AFL football and yeah,
4: he goes from a number
1: 12 pick, goes to Geelong with yep. them trading out 18. Mm. Are we talking here about clubs paying for potential rather than what he has done already at the Giants?
4: Oh, well, no doubt, um, because look, he would—he really struggled to get into that midfield because the star started midfield. Yeah. Um, so hard for him to get in. He's a dyed in the wall midfield. I think he played a few games there and played a fair bit forward, much like Cordwell did before he left and went to Essendon. Um, because they've got so many of these midfielders on long-term contracts, it's hard for these kids to get in it uh, where they normally play. Now, people like Callahan, Finn Callahan is a gun, into his second year next year. He's a bit different because he can play a bit of half back and a bit of wing. Uh, he's not really, uh, well, he can play inside mid as well, but he's got strings to his bow. We're a and inside mid type player. So, yeah, it is on potential. I had him around that 12 in the draft Yeah, uh, where he went. I think maybe a little bit higher, maybe nine, I think I had him. Um so, no, he's a really good player. He he should slot straight into that midfield in place of, uh, of Selwood. Um, if not, they pick Jai Clark at pick seven, and he could slot straight in as well.
1: Okay, explain to Crows fans why the Isaac Rankin deal is lingering and lingering.
4: I don't know. Um, clearly, there's got to be something else besides pick five, and they've got next year stuff that they would have asked for their first rounder. Next year, which no way known the crows are going to give up, but they should give up their second round for next year. So the five and and future two mm. should I thought would have got the deal done by now. I thought that would have been a no-brainer. They're not really doing anything else. The crows aren't, and and Gold Coast Suns really uh, aren't doing anything much either. So i right, So that then, why would Adelaide want to
1: put future third on the table and not future second? what's the oh, big... Oh, because
4: they've, they've been petty? Because it's Justin Reid? <laughs> you, you know he can argue... He can argue, Reedy, really, over wanting pick 57 instead of 58. He can argue one pick back that far, Reedy. Really. So, it doesn't surprise me at all.
1: But what's the merit of doing that?
4: Oh, no merit. No merit, because you spend all year sitting there waiting for this time of year and... Yeah. and uh, You want to think you had a a big win. I got one over them. Mm. I got ranked and I got the best deal possible. That's how I look at it. But uh, I can't see why they just wouldn't hand over the future second and get it done. Look, the thing that worries me, Roach, with a lot of this stuff, when it's quite petty like this is, Mm. is... But they never think. The list managers never think about the mental state of the players involved here. Good point. It was just, it just in panic mode sometimes. Are you going to get the Dunkleys doing it for the second time. Exactly. And you know, Rankin might be sitting there. And they go, No, yeah, no, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. But you know, it gets later and later, and get into Monday, and then you start panicking. Well, what if it doesn't get done? And what do I do next? So, think of the players, uh, list managers. Think of their mental health when you're when you're stringing deals out over petty stuff.
3: Couldn't agree with you more, Matty.
4: I am of the opinion
3: that this more complicated scenario that we have at the moment in terms of future draft picks being traded and salary dumps, etc., etc. I'm convinced that some of these list managers are now out of their depth in what they're doing, and that's why some of these deals aren't getting done as quickly as they should. Am I close to the mark with that? Do you think some of these people just oh. aren't perhaps no, qualified no, I enough? I they're
4: pretty good. Yeah, well, look, it's not rocket science, John. Um, honestly, um, you've got your picks. You, you, you get a player, a player you're chasing, you know what's fair. Everyone, the, the big footy, they all know what's fair. You folks in there know what's fair. It just go and do the, do the deal. But the problem is they want a, a win for them and a bit of a loss for the opposition. Uh, and that's how they operate. Some of them, and that's what causes all the problems. That the fact that you got future picks has actually opened up the whole thing. Uh, it's allowed, um, you know, a lot more movement. And the point system has been fantastic for the trading because it actually puts uh, a value on a pick in the draft, and that makes it uh, a lot easier when you try to swap two picks for a player. And he's a he's a Gun player, so Horn Francis, you know, pick eight and nine equals pick one. So I think off the top of my head. So, you know, it's easy to do deals because people can relate to the point system in it. But, yeah, they just, they're happy to string it out. I I don't know why. So on that front, Matt, is it one thing for the
1: Western Bulldogs to play hardball with Brisbane, but then not accept Fremantle wants to play hardball over Rory Lobb?
4: Well, exactly. Yeah, you got the you got the same thing. You, you know, you, they're trying to uh, skin um, Frio at the same time as uh, Brisbane are trying to skin Bulldogs. So <laughs> uh, um, it's um, it's frustrating. Don't worry about that. It's frustrating for the supporters. It's more frustrating for the players. Um, Can we shorten up know, the, the they, trade they, period, they, Matty?
3: Can we shorten it no. up so this won't drag on for so long?
4: no you you can't i'll give you the reason why because um a lot of players come into calculation not at the start of the draft but sort of midway uh okay so we're gonna so like matheson for example he just come out like yesterday and Mm. said look i you know i want out now he's he's an easy one because he's you're not going to get much for him but and so clubs might go to a and say, you know we." you want to move on to another club so they can get a pick-in, so they can get a deal done. So what you need to do, it takes two days for a club to organise. Um, they got—they have to, one, interview him, and two, they have to do a medical. Medical, yeah. So if you're an interstate club, you, you're going to have to fly the player over or you fly over. So it's a two-day uh, deal for that. So that's why they allow so much time. In, so players, when they come in uh, late, the trade period that they might get end up somewhere else. The, the interstate clubs need time to uh, sort themselves out.
1: Mm. No, just we just think that a week and a half, while it's a good drama yeah. what, as a as a production what, show,
4: but what do you reckon the AFL are going to want to show? No, I, it? I, under- mean, I understand. Ha- have that. a look, have a look that, at the, the news, yep. the news services, the people yep. sending texts in. The, I mean, the whole the cricket started. You wouldn't know. Um, it's horse racing you know, season, uh,
3: Matty. We should be talking about the racing. Caulfield Cup next week.
4: <laughs> but, but this is—they're so clever, the AFL. So we roll straight into the trade period with all the other soccer started, basketball starting. But you know what's dominating? AFL footy. So then they—they they opened up the whole trading period of draft picks, so you can go right up to the week before the draft. So clubs are changing picks, so they're still talking about footy. They've put the yeah. women's footy on yep. this time of year. So people are talking about footy. Then they have the draft in the middle of the cricket season. It's just genius stuff where footy just dominates the airwaves non stop. Mm.
1: Okay. All right. We'll just get frustrated while we wait and wait and wait. Wait, and wait. We will. We wait. And
3: will
4: yeah. we see any movement,
3: Matty, on Matt Crouch? 27 disposals, four clearances in the AFL this season. They're numbers that I'm sure can help someone. Is there a twist in the tail there?
4: Well, look, I hope so, for his sake, because he's a good player. But the, the game's changed for people like Tom Mitchell and Matty Crouch. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's run straight and it's run fast and it's kick it long. Mm. Um it's moved the ball quickly and um uh, they were great when it was boring as bat poo um you know, <laughs> only three or four years ago for about five years. They were fantastic, uh going sideways, going backwards, um, going nowhere. And um but the game's changed and unfortunately players even though how good they are and how they can accumulate possessions, they are sort of they sort of nearly become redundant with his, with the way the game's played at the moment.
1: Matt, are you admiring Geelong or critical of them? Uh, no, admiring. Absolutely
4: yeah. admiring. I mean, they, they've they got a massive advantage. So, you know, they're the only country team in the whole competition. Um, they're virtually a Vic country team. Um, they've got a, a big attraction for the whole area down there. It's a, it, I don't know if you, like you would have been there, but it's, a, it's grown and grown and grown, the infrastructure down there. Yep. It's a fantastic spot. There's a lot of country kids playing out footy they're attracted to being in the country they go back if they if they end up in the city they go back to the country quite a lot so they've got a massive advantage because obviously they've got their stadium they're the only team in Victoria who trains on their home ground mm. so um, the crows don't uh, port don't um, I'm trying to think uh, not they don't in Sydney uh, Metrocon they do Brisbane don't uh, Sydney teams don't so they're one of two teams in the comp that actually train on their home ground, mm. which is amazing when you think about it. That's a massive advantage. They get to play uh, all interstate teams at home, uh, mostly, uh, because they they can't put the big games on because the stadium can't hold it. And, of course, they're making a fortune through their stadium, which is about to be finished, and they hardly have to pay for any of it. Uh, state, federal, local paid for the whole lot. They're going to be a powerhouse for a long, long time. They know what they're doing, and they've done it beautifully over the last 20 years. Um, And I can't see how it just won't... I can't see how it'll stop. They keep bringing up um, administrators from underneath as well. There's there's no turnover of staff. A lot of them are locals, like Steve Hocking uh, is now CEO. He obviously played down there and a local. So they just, they've got a plan. It probably wasn't Captain Obvious five years ago, but now after they've won the flag and you look at it, you go, oh, this is gorgeous what they're doing.
3: It's looking very good, Matty. Just very quickly before we let you go here, Junior Rioli, if you'd said a month yeah. ago that he's available, you can have him, just put your, the shingle out, he's for sale, take him off our hands, you would have been shot down as being a lunatic. And now the West Coast Eagles have just said, oh, look, go wherever you want, we don't care. What changed?
4: Um, well, clearly he wasn't coming back, um, and you know I, I understand this, but he's you know his dad died uh, during the year. He's been you know hasn't seen his dad for had, hadn't seen his dad for a long time. He was obviously in Darwin and, and his mother in Darwin, but he but he he's got friends in that in South Australia, and he clearly wants to be around. Uh, his friends that he that he uh, spent a lot of time with when he was in South Australia, and closely to his parents or marginally, uh, or his mum, sorry. Um, and I think the club just realised for his, you know, for his mental health, this is a good thing. Mm. And so I'm wrapped I'm that they've uh, conceded on that.
3: Very good Very point that you make. Appreciate your time again, Matty. We'll speak to you again soon.
4: Thanks, John. Thanks, Ruch. Bye.
3: Matt Rendell, the AFL List Guru. And you're listening to The Run Home. It's brought to you by Balfours. No matter your club colours, Balfours are for the game. And trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Time for a break. 4.17 here on Friday afternoon.
0: More of The Run Home after this. A Balfours in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening Listening to the run home with
2: Kimbo and the, roots. I'm the
0: fool of a holy
3: grail. 422 here on a Friday afternoon, your new home of sport. Download the SEN app, pair it in the car, and listen live anywhere. You can also shoot us a text on 0427 154 166. John Casey filling in for Kim Dillon. Michelangelo Rucci is here with us though, and the texts are coming oh. Oh. through.
1: The one thing you can guarantee, John, as soon as we've had Matt Randell on. We'll get a text. You'll get some text? And another text. Well, and another text.
3: He has someone in support. I agree with the Crows being petty. The Gold Coast have been given the world by the AFL. In 2019, the Gold Coast got priority picks 1 and 19. Now the Gold Coast want extra picks from the Crows to enable them to access two academy players in next year's draft. The Crows don't have access to academy players. It's very uneven playing field. Totally disagree with Matt Randell. Yeah. Some agreement
1: and... Haggling over a second or third round draft pick. Surely that surely your focus is you've only got one trade. Get ranking in. Yeah, I agree. I
3: don't know Pop the why. Champagne corks. Yep, make a big splash. Get it in. Get it done with. Move on. Try and find a winner for the Corfield Cup Saturday <laughs> week. We need to we need to move on with that if we can.
1: Oh well, everyone's got their views on how the trades should play, but I, I tend to agree with Matt. There just seems to be a lot of point scoring going going on at the moment everyone trying to instead of do the win win deal i've won more than you have not sure that's the best way to trade
3: i don't think these people know what they're doing rooch okay john i'm convinced of it as long as we know what we're doing well i don't know if we know that either <laughs> but we're not trading in people's careers here so what we are doing though is looking after our good friends at Hyundai The Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now. Let's take a quick break and be back with more of The
0: Run Home in just a moment. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo
1: and The Roots. Sorry to say that
3: Kimbo isn't with us again today, but hopefully back on Monday. John Casey filling in here on the run home. Let's talk a little bit about Port Adelaide and the trade. You know it's Ollie Wine's birthday today. It is. Happy Twenty-eight birthday, yes. today. Still plenty of good years there, and you might have a good
1: running partner if Jason Horn Francis can get there down to Alberton. And the question is, will North Melbourne want more than draft picks from Port Adelaide? Another name came into the frame today, and Xavier Dursmer has made it very clear that he doesn't want to be involved. In the trade, our good friends Riley Beveridge and Cal Toomey had that discussion today. Will Port Adelaide need to find a player who's willing to become a kangaroo?
2: Do you think Port Adelaide will have to lose a player for it to happen? Uh, Not necessarily a West Coast or North Melbourne, but to shift out a player to get in extra picks? Don't, no, don't think so. Not mm, necessarily. Yeah.
1: Well, that's not cleared it up for us (laughs) at all. (laughs) Well, uh, this is going to be interesting because at this point, it looks like Port want to bring in Rioli, Radagalia, Jason Horn, francis Evans, and the only player so far who's being told, have a look at where you might be able to play more football is Riley Bonner. Mm. It's going to have to be another one, you would think. Perhaps. Or are they going to find some rabbit in their hat when they move around some more draft picks?
3: Well, you don't want to miss out. They know who they want. They need to get those three in. And if they need to get one out, then they need to get one out. I'm afraid someone, uh, well, might uh, be moving that doesn't want to move. But that happens in this
1: caper, doesn't it? As Ryan Burton found out when he came to Port Adelaide from Hawthorne.
3: It's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get
1: one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.